uh, enforcing the sovereignty laws of this country. Uh, and uh, the Federation of American Immigration Reform is one of those groups that for decades has been fighting the good fights by putting information out there uh, on what has happened to the nation's uh, sovereignty uh, vis-a-vis the uh, loosey-goosey borders. And uh, FAIR has issued a new study that shows that states that use E-Verify, which is the easy way, by the way, that uh, employers can find out instantaneously if the applicant for a job is in the country and legally authorized to work in this country. But the new study says that those states that use E-Verify are actually prospering economically above those states that won't do it. Joining us right now to talk about this is the president of FAIR, our pal Dan Stein. Dan, how are you? <laughs> it's really great to talk to you. Uh, first of all, before we even get into this, I spoke at the FAIR convention last year sometime in D.C., and this is one of the most shocking turnarounds on an issue I've ever seen in my life to see at State of the Union addresses where they would have Dream Act kids as the president's get They have literally have illegal immigrants uh, as the guests of the president to seeing Jamil Shaw and the widows of uh, two uh, police officers slain by uh, people in the country illegally as the president's guest. It's like a 180 that uh, it's almost whiplash. It's political whiplash. Well, no question about it that for a lot of folks who were feeling marginalized and dejected and felt that the Obama administration just didn't care at all about, you know, any aspect of border control, border security, immigration limits, criminal alien removal or anything, that in this very short period, uh, we rarely have two presidential candidates in the respective parties had such diametrically opposed positions to the point of it basically being like on their own different, you know, parallel universes in some way. They're just in different worlds. Right. So now uh, people who uh, for years have tried to make arguments that, hey, you know, there are real victims for uncontrolled borders and we have national security interests and border control. And it does matter whether the laws passed by Congress are actually enforced by the president. Suddenly we have an administration anchored by some folks on, you know, in key positions who really, really strongly believe in, frankly, a lot of the basic tenets that FAIR stands for. Uh, let's talk about the study, E-Verify. E-Verify is an electronic way that employers can find out whether or not an applicant for a job is authorized to work in the United States. It's been readily available. A lot of places just won't use it. Yeah, we've been working to try to get this introduced nationally, and it's so it's so long overdue, Doug. We've been we've been wondering since 1986 when Congress finally passed employer sanctions, when they were going to actually implement something nationally that would verify work authorization. You know, talk about the key to uh, stopping the job magnet, and you know, usually the Democrats were kind of in favor of this. Yeah, they always used to. Uh, it's a staple saying they got to go after employers who hire illegals yeah. because you know it's if you can blame it on business. But the tool has been in the toolbox. For a very long time, they just wouldn't use it. In California, they won't use it. Well, it was created in 1996 and implemented in 1997, so we're coming up on, what, 20 years since it started. And and, and so we took a look at the states that have introduced state-level uh, E-Verify measures. We won this important Supreme Court victory that allows – it said basically that E-Verify laws at the state level are not preempted federally. So we've been working hard to get these passed. And we took a look at some of these states, you know, Nebraska, uh, Idaho, uh, Florida, Indiana, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan. We took a look at some of the states that have introduced E-Verify and found that on balance their unemployment rates have been dropping faster, with the exception of Tennessee. You know, looking at the U6 rate, which is the larger rate, that their unemployment rates have been dropping faster than what's been going on nationally. 
And this shouldn't be surprising because, it, you know, E-Verify will tighten up the labor market and, frankly, help American workers with better wages and working conditions. Uh, why is Tennessee lagging? Uh, this seems to be an outlier statistically. There may be some some state-level basis for that economically, some company left or something. But but by and large, I mean, if you if for all those people who – I mean, when you talk to the ACLU, you find that they say they support border and immigration controls, but then they oppose anything you can name. And so E-Verify seems kind of like a no-brainer to actually cut off the magnet. And it certainly is consonant with Donald Trump's emphasis in this recent campaign about, you know, bringing jobs back and ensuring that American workers compete in a fair and level labor market. Obviously, California seems to be wanting to run its own national immigration program, and but, but for the rest of the country, at least, um, you know, there's very strong public support, and we're hoping that at, at least at the, at the beginning that Trump will sign one of the executive orders that seems to mandate it more broadly nationally. But in the end, it would be good to have you know some federal law. There's several that have been introduced as bills. FairUS.org, by the way, is the website, FairUS.org. Dan Stein's the president of Fair Federation of American Immigration Reform. Dan, real quick, I want to circle back because this has really bugged me. Uh, right after the president's speech last week where he introduced Jamil Shaw and he introduced the widows of the police officers who lost uh, their husbands and fathers uh, to illegal immigrants who murdered them in the line of duty, Uh Within 48 hours, there was a big bust on Long Island of uh, 13 MS-13 gang members, 10 of whom turned out to be in the country illegally, and they are believed to have committed at least seven homicides. Uh, two other guys are picked up in Houston for having committed satanic rituals on a murder victim there in the country illegally. So that's eight dead and 12 picked up illegally. And all of these stories were covered as local news stories. Nothing on the network news Nothing uh, covered nationally. Uh, CNN.com covered it in the 20th out of 21 paragraphs. They mentioned the immigration status of the murderers, potential murderers, alleged murderers. And, uh, you know, I've never seen a situation where a president in a State of the Union address, and in effect it was a State of the Union address, brings up a topic, and then there's a major bust that seems to reinforce that point, and yet it was in a, in a vacuum. Well, Doug, this this has really been going on since really the second year of the Obama administration. The media, you know, back in 2006-7 and certainly prior to that, too, you know, people like Lou Dobbs on CNN, what have you. You know, this kind, these kinds of stories would have been national news and would have helped gel public understanding of the relationship between, you know, gang violence, drug cartel action, and lack of immigration controls. But... Since about 2009 and 10, there's been this deliberate effort to try to really subordinate the immigration policy connection to these obvious significant and horrible crimes and gang-related violence to the point where, you know, you have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure out where the immigration nexus is. Now, it's beginning to turn around, of course. I mean, Trump has done a tremendous amount to change the framework of the discussion. But you still see this legacy carryover that you have to go to Breitbart or listen to great shows like yours. Not that you're Breitbart, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, to, to basically to, for Americans, what we've learned ultimately is that the day when you could rely on legacy mainstream media outlets to provide balanced reporting are over, right? Yeah. We, we're going back to the old libertarian free press idea. Americans need to get their news from many different sources yeah. because you just can't rely on the New York Times. Yeah, and as long as they can keep it a Breitbart or an AM talk radio, they've got it sort of in a media ghetto, and they can dismiss it as just propaganda from the right. It's tragic because it's true. 
FairUS.org. Dan, as always, thank you so much. FairUS.org. Dependable KBC Traffic. Bill Thomas. Doug Lumpy's firefighters say somebody hurt in a crash.